0: A little while back, I came across a quote that says, matching energy is why everybody is miserable. You don't clean dirt with dirt, which reminds me of this level of pettiness that people have succumbed to. Why aren't we trying to level up? Why aren't we trying to come from a place of love and not ego? This is what led me to the discovery of fear and trust. Fear being the ego and trust being love. During an intense retreat, I came face to face with my trauma. I realized that all of my life I had been operating from the ego which you come to find out in the podcast that I believe ego is a fancy word for fear. I was tired of operating from this state of mind. I knew I had to change something in my life. And that's when I felt I had to share how I evolved daily by operating from a state of love and awareness instead of ego. Each episode will shine light on our romantic relationships, the ones with our families and friends, And most importantly, the one with self. My name is Lillian Hernandez, and I'm your host. I am a life and success coach, author, mother, and wife. I don't know it all, but all that I know, I love to share. Is this love or ego? Podcast starts now. Two summers ago, I sat on my backyard patio with my daughter, who is a teenager. And we spoke about our fears. And long and behold, during this conversation, I came to the realization that all of my fears had actually come to fruition. I had given so much energy to all my fears that they grew into real tangible things in my life. Whatever I had proclaimed to the universe that I didn't want, I got, because I had given so much more of my energy to it, that it became a reality. While there are a lot of other great things that have, that have happened in my life, such as my careers, every single goal that I have had in my life, I have accomplished as well. So I'm not here to just talk about the negative, but I'm here to highlight what ego did in my life and what ego does to everybody's lives. Ego is a fancy word for fear. The ego is there like an alarm system in our bodies, but it really sits in our minds. That's where it hangs out. (laughs) And this ego, while it can be protective is very hurtful especially when we are in loving dynamics and relationships. Now the ego is necessary to have to be able to accomplish the goals that I, for example, stated that I had, in order for me to operate on a time frame and be able to be very resilient, the ego had to be a part of the process as much as love had to be part of the process because I had to trust the process. And like I said, love is trust. And because I trusted the process, I respected the process. And I understood that the process is very, can be very tedious and it requires a lot of time, energy, effort, sacrifice, and consistency, I understood that the formula would give me what I wanted. It would generate later on the results that I hoped for. And every time I was successful. However, because everything was coming from a place of ego and not love in terms of why I was doing it, why I was getting certified left and right, and being so highly accomplished in so many areas is what led me to be depressed. It led me to feel unloved. It led me to be a people pleaser. And it just kept growing and developing on from there. Let me give you a backstory. I was married at 16 years old. I got married at 16 and I'm still married to my husband. Okay. And I will flex. (laughs) I will flex. And that's coming from a place of ego. I'm going to recognize that, but it's also coming from a place of love because I trusted the process of learning and growing with my spouse, but I digress. I got married at 16. I got pregnant at 16. And so I had to come to adulthood without the adulting. I made adult decisions way too young. My brain wasn't even fully developed. So of course I come into a dynamic with many assumptions, many presumptions, many thoughts that were not concrete. And a lot of it was just dreamy. I came into a relationship, a marriage and into adulthood with the understanding um of disney and lifetime in terms of romantics and how to solve problems if they, any of them came up it was always like let's talk about it <laughs> while i'm very highly solution-based i i operated from fear always in fear that i would lose my family because as a young girl i lost my own i came with fear that um i would be betrayed because that's what my father did to my mother I came with fear that if I wasn't successful, that I wouldn't be loved because that's what I was told by my father. So all these fears like really took a part of the foundation of my adulthood. And so to prove to my father and prove to that ego, the mindset that told me that I wasn't enough, I took on all these challenges um, to prove that I was worthy, to prove that I was okay. This was the ego, right? This is the fear inside of my head that kept telling me you're not enough. And it wasn't me. You know, I just strongly believed that one of the people on this earth that was supposed to love me unconditionally was putting conditions in terms on who I would be as an adult and that I would never be loved or valued for who I am, but instead for what I did. And, I went ahead and I got pregnant, but I still finished high school. I graduated high school and my son, even though he was only six months old, he watched mommy get her diploma. And shortly after that, um, my husband and I bought a home. I felt, Hey, you know, we should buy a home. Well, he's always been a very hardworking man. and. Uh, very ambitious himself, it it was easier for me to accomplish my goals because he was also goal-oriented. So we really connected that way. (laughs) And okay, here we go. I bought a home. Um, My side of the family, I was the first to do so. Then, um, here we go. Let's have another child and let's own a business. And it's like, okay, great. Let's keep going. There, There has to be more. Well, go back to college, Lillian, and accomplish those dreams that you had since you were six years old and keep proving your dad wrong. I did that. I went back to school and I got my bachelor's. And now my, both of my children are in the public school system and I'm working full time. It's like, you would say, girl, relax, you made it. You're good. Okay. You got the American dream. You have the house, the the white picket fence, well, it was brown, but you know, got the idea. You got the detached garage, the dog. You have the two beautiful vehicles. You got vacations. You have a stocked fridge, bills paid. You got Christmas. You know, you, you got birthdays. You have it all. I was like, wait, wait, I need more because I need to still prove my value. So let me go back to school and get my master's. Because of course, you know, being a teacher, full-time teacher, full-time mom, and managing a business was not enough. All of this was my ego. All of this was fear of not loving or not being loved or valued for who I am. I kept attaching that noise that I would only be valued for what I did and not who I was. And this fear really played a part and a role in everything that i did while i loved teaching and i loved being this english major and being in a classroom talking about literature and analyzing film and Picking brains and seeing the light bulbs go off as some students finally were able to express themselves and articulate an opinion without being judged and without it having to be graded. It was an amazing experience, and I'm forever grateful for that experience. But the reasons why I became a teacher and I went into that field was not because I loved English. It wasn't because I loved education. It was because... I had to prove to my father that even though I had gotten married young and that he had left us, that I was successful and I was fine. All the while I was forgetting all about me and why I was doing what I was doing. I forgot all about loving myself and trusting that time would help me heal. And instead I added more layers of stress to myself, which put me on autopilot. I mean, imagine I'm in my early twenties and two babies. I mean, they were so young and a business and a house, a family, a, a spouse to take care of, to nurture and not addressing my own trauma. I mean, talk about fear, all of that really, really solidified how detrimental it can be when you give space and energy to something that doesn't belong to you of course it's gonna get heavy it's not mine i'm already carrying my own baggage my own mistakes my own lessons my own less my own journey it's my own experience and then here i have to carry someone else's or what they think of me no matter who they are and so I had to do a lot of work, a lot of work. And I still continued on, even though I knew there was something off, I felt, well, this is life, life sucks. <laughs> life is unfair and then you die. So look forward to the weekends, look forward to the evenings, look forward to vacations. Um, and that's it. That's like what everybody you know, else is living. So you're not wrong if everybody else is doing it. And I continued on and still felt unsatisfied with the career choice, with my degree. And you know what? I'm working full time, but you know what? Let let me try college out and be an adjunct professor too. And let's get that going. And I just kept getting certifications after certification. I mean, talk about life coaching certification. I got my cosmetology license. I got my broker license. I got my... Um, Reiki certification. I'm an ordained minister. I mean, the list goes on and Hey, listen, all of that came with a lot of skills that I learned that led me to the path now. So I don't regret any of it. I am grateful for the experience, but I'm also very aware of how I got here and why I got here. And it's imperative for me to reflect as I hope that you all do as you're going through whatever journey you're on. If you're getting certified for something, if you are making any kind of decision that's going to impact your life, your money, your heart, your soul, your family, your sleep, your health, whatever is going to impact you, make sure you know why you're doing it. Don't lose sight of your purpose, of your why, okay? Make sure you understand your why, because if your why is not coming from a place of love, then you're really going to experience a lot of hardship when you get what you're going after. Because if the climbing part is hard, in order for you to stay up there and maintain whatever it is that you have received is going to be just as hard or sometimes harder because maintaining, maintenance is what really is key to success, is not just achieving your goals but is maintaining a level that keeps these goals fruitful so with all the work that i've done and all the retreats and all the therapy and all the coaching and all of the soul searching and churches out of church with therapists uh with medicine it was so exhausting that I just became exhausted of trying to be happy, of trying to let go when I didn't even know what I was letting go of. And that was the point. You know, I'm sure you've seen a lot of this on social media where people are trying to find out who they are and trying to discover their new selves. And a lot of it is not discovering your new self. But it's really taking off the layers that has been put upon you by society by family and friends and education and and entertainment and the social media world and religion and politics and all this division that's going on in the world impacts what we believe and what we think and i believe that part of discovering ourselves is not a new sense but really our true self the person we were born to be before we were taught to be this person we are now and, and the actor that we are now, right? Is We've heard people talk about this. And I, if you're listening to me, you've probably listened to other people and other podcasts where they talk about how we were taught to act since we were little, right? It's like act right. Don't act like that. I need you to act this way and you need to sit this way, you need to speak this way. When you see so-and-so, you better say hello this way. You're taught to act. And the moment that you are not acting, you realize how unacceptable it could be to others, including those very close to you. And so I believe that a huge part of discovering yourself and discovering who you really are, is a lot of unlearning and unconditioning of the mind, of the heart, the soul, the spirit, everything. And that's gonna lead you to ask yourself if you truly love yourself. And in order for you to love yourself, it's really to know yourself. If you really know yourself, you can't lie to yourself, you won't be able to lie to anybody else either because we're all mirrors of one another. Every dynamic, every relationship, every conversation, we emulate one another, our energies. You ever notice how you stand in front of someone and their arms are crossed, and then suddenly you see your arms crossing too, and then you kind of realize, oh, shoot, my arms are crossed. I'm going cross them. This is kind of weird. They think I'm copying them. Yeah, babe, you are. <laughs> You are a mirror, even in a conversation, even if it's with a stranger, you are a mirror. And a lot of times we don't look into the mirror ourselves. We probably see the physical, but we don't look beyond that. We don't look into our own soul and find out how we are either hurting it or healing it. And this is what led me to... The plant medicine, ayahuasca, a very special, intense journey that I don't think everybody should go on. I'm going to preface this experience that I'm going to summarize by saying that I don't think that everybody is equipped to go on this kind of journey. Um, I know that personally, had it not been for my own uh, work that I had done previously or all of my life that led me to this experience, I would not have come out of it the way that I did. It is not something to be taken lightly. Ayahuasca is a plant medicine, a tea that you consume that, um, it's a psychedelic, which takes you on a journey where, um, everybody experiences something different. Some people uh, go with the intention of curing depression or anxiety or addictions. And many people come out successful and others come out just as bad. And I believe that I owe a successful experience to my ability to meditate, to, um, to understand breath work and Reiki being a Reiki certified, um, healer, I have certain practices and understandings of this technique, this uh, energetic and healing technique that really helped me um, with my process. But what I got out of it ultimately was killing the ego, which was killing my fear. I was able to face come face to face with my own trauma and why I was depressed for many years, there was a darkness that I would get into at some point, depending on the triggers in my life that I, it would be very hard to come out of. And, um, before I had decided to go on the journey of ayahuasca, I had decided to no longer take any kinds of antidepressants. So, I went on the journey to discover why I had ever experienced depression in my whole life and why anxiety had such a hold on me in the past. Um, even though I had learned many techniques, like I said, breath work, Reiki and meditation, um, I still wanted to, I was seeking answers and through my experience, they, they got answered all the questions that I had and all the curiosities that led me to this path of healing and helping others heal all those questions were answered. And I'm very thankful for the experience because it killed the fear that lived inside of me of looking at life in a negative light. And instead I started to see and question everything, including and starting with myself. And I asked myself if I was coming from a place of love or ego, and if it was love, then I was coming from a place that I was happy with, because I always want to exude love and light. I don't want to be portrayed as someone who's egotistical or anything like that, because I know what a narcissist can look like. I know how that can be harmful to be around that energy. And it's harmful to me if I'm around that energy. So I never want that energy to come out from inside of me. And it's okay if I misunderstood. I don't mean that I want to be loved by everybody. I just want to feel that the energy I bring into every room uh, comes from love. And so after this experience, this ayahuasca experience, which once you take the medicine, you realize it's always within you because once you know something, you can't unknow it but once you learn a technique, you can unlearn a technique and learn your own. So there it's a little, um, I guess a paradox if you will. And so I had to unlearn to love myself with ego and I experienced several patterns and, um, I would say, uh, illusions and, um, lot of visuals that led me to the path of rebirth in a sense where now I get to choose who I want to be versus who I was taught to be and how I should act while I was growing up. And it's been quite a journey. I feel like I had to learn to walk again, how to talk again, how to be again and understanding and trusting the universe and understanding and trusting myself and learning to love myself in this new light and not looking back into a past that no longer serves me. So that led me to a lot of reflection, a lot of, uh, it's it's almost been two years. (laughs) It's almost been two years since that experience. And um, I'm starting to feel a lot more comfortable coming forth with everything that I have learned because I've had some time to process and reflect and, it's important to have this discussion because I see that we're failing a lot in the world as a human um, body because we are focusing on egotistical reasons for our fights and not love. We're not loving others for who they are because we don't love who we are. And so we're projecting a lot of hate. We are projecting a lot of anger. We're projecting a lot of insecurity. And instead of uplifting each other, we're tearing each other down and it's very disheartening. But I also believe that there's a lot of us out here that are still on a huge up leveling journey of healing, of wanting better, doing better, learning better so that we can break these trauma bonds, these generational curses and all this brokenness that exists around us while we heal what's inside of us. And I'm a huge advocate for family, for marriage, for bonds, for stability tradition, while I'm also embracing new age and just beauty and acceptance and freedom and nature and flow. So this is quite an interesting ride. I look forward to the next kinds of experiences without psychedelics. I'm not sure I'll go back and take any of these again, (laughs) but I'm open to other holistic measures that um, are healing provoking and learning um, just a huge educational experience overall. I'm always here to learn. That's why I change so often and I evolve so much, but I love sharing everything that I learned because you never know who needs to hear what you have to say. A lot of people have crossed my path in my life and have been huge messengers of the universe to me and have delivered messages that I needed to hear, not only wanted to hear. And so I hope that this podcast gives you some sort of medicine, gives you some sort of healing, some sort of insight, some sort of education, some some sort of pleasure. Um, I hope that it's entertaining, that it's educational, that it's loving, and that it brings to light anything that you have within so that you can address it and you can heal and move forward and move on. Because healing has been the tool for me to be grateful and be able to manifest the life that I know I love and deserve. Thank you for being here for the entirety of this episode. If you're still here, you have either learned something or enjoyed the conversation. I hope it was both. And since you're still here, please rate and review this podcast so that others like yourself can discover this show, learn, and enjoy it too. The biggest compliment you can give someone is a five-star rating. So don't be shy and help us grow. And don't forget, may you be the love that you wish to receive.